Happy New Real. Uh, uh, let me start that over. Uh, happy New Year's for Realsies. <laughs> happy New Year's for Realsies. Yeah, the twenty second, man. We're uh, it's been a while. Yeah, uh, yeah. The past three things were all recorded last year. So, uh, you got any any news? I actually haven't been able to keep up with any of it at all. Uh, well, um, I I guess <laughs> I made a a little mini New Year's resolution to actually, I guess. Uh, purposefully do some gaming this year. Uh, oh, yeah? Which is to say... Instead, instead of, of accidentally like, playing? <laughs> well, my attitude has always been like, it's a fun hobby, so, you know, when I get to it, I'll do it. And that's that, that's great. That'll work for me. And then I just never do it, right? I mean, yeah. you know, life makes you busy. So I've been uh, uh, making time for games, um, aiming at averaged out maybe an hour a day and uh, keeping a little journal just for fun of not just games but various activities. And uh, I've managed to put in 30 hours since the new year, oh. which is comparable to probably all my gaming last year, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> that's, yeah, um, that's pretty phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. So it's been good. Uh, just kind of sneaking gaming in after wife and kids go to bed uh, in the early morning, kind of at lunch, uh, that kind of thing. It helps that I'm playing a, uh, a Game Boy Advance game right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, I'm playing through Final Fantasy Tactics. Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. Um, I'm also playing through the first uh, Gargoyles Quest. Uh, and uh, Tactics Advance is a long game. <laughs> what, uh, what What are your thoughts on it so far? Are you enjoying it? Remind me, have you played it? I I'm pretty sure I beat it. You're pretty pretty sure. Okay. Uh, it was it was uh, it was back in college, I think. I, I'm not sure exactly, but it was a while ago, and I'm pretty sure I beat it, and I'm pretty sure I hated every moment of it. <laughs> uh, it's it's funny actually. Um, I remember when the game came out, buying it like right then and there, uh, and uh, so I I went to play it, and. I booted up and it's copyright 2003 and it's just like oh man <laughs> like yeah. I've I've wanted to play this game for 15 years and it sat on my shelf that long. Um I don't hate it. Uh I really 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 enjoyed um Final Fantasy Tactics like the original Yeah, me too. 90 97 98 whenever that was. That's that's still um, one of my all-time favorites. Me as well actually and there's there's probably a million things I like about that game that are absent from Tactics Advance. Mm. Uh, I'm certainly not liking it as much. That said, I mean, I, I don't know. I guess it's kind of, it's a different take on something I do really enjoy. It's kind of like, it goes back to the same way maybe that we feel about the Metroids, right? Like, mm. uh, it's it's a spinoff with some quirks and it's weird and it's nowhere near uh, the quality of the original, but mm, it does it for me, I guess. Well, what's interesting is uh, I see it come up on Reddit uh, quite a bit, and it seems like there's a lot of people that just that's their favorite game. They love that one. Uh, I've and I don't know seen if, those people. I don't know if it's because they played it first or what, but uh, there, there's yeah. there's three reasons that it wasn't my favorite, and I, I don't know if I should get into it before you finish playing it if you're enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> um, are they spoilers? I mean, I'd no, love to hear it. They're not spoilers. It's 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 just the mechanics of the game itself that I don't like. Um, Particularly, I I feel like the story wise, I I didn't embrace the fact that it was like this kid story. Like the, they read the story, they read a book and fall into the book or something. Like I I didn't the never ending story. Yeah, like I didn't twist, enjoy yeah. that component of it. Like for me, th- comparing that to the original one, the original one was much more of like a, 
uh, political, religious thing that seemed like it had a lot of depth to it. Absolutely. The original felt like almost a, a kind of like as an adult, you could get into that story and really enjoy it. And there's all the betrayals and like you say, yeah. kind of the the uh, I don't know, uh, religious like corruption in the church. Like it's just a deep story with kind of somewhat adult elements, whereas this is, like you say, very, very childish. And again, that to me goes back to it being, I guess, a spin on something I really enjoy that isn't it. it you, they span it into something I enjoy less. Mm. But mm, I don't know. Have you have you played? Uh, uh, I forget the exact title. A2 or whatever, the next no, Final Fantasy no, Tactics. Yeah, I actually don't know a lot about it, so I'm, I'm, I'm kind of holding my breath for that one on the story side. Yeah, the story sucks. Um, there's, like, nothing to it, and it's it's quite aimless, too, right? Like, yeah, that, so that, that was my second thing, is that I, right. I felt like it was, they, they pushed the job system so much. Like, in, in the first, in, uh, in, in Tactics for the PlayStation, it was like, you can send your characters off on missions, and it seemed like doing those missions was the point of this game. It it is kind of like uh, again I haven't gotten to the end of it. I yeah. know there's 300 missions, and it feels like for every legitimate um, main storyline mission, there's like 10 or so completely pointless side missions. Yeah, and I don't actually. It's been so long since I've played the original. If I remember correctly, like those side missions, I just remember in the original there was a lot to read. There was like a little mini encyclopedia. Yeah, it was. It was basically stuff. you go to a bar and you hear a rumor, and then you're allowed to send party members off on that mission, and then. Well, that's this one, right? Yeah. Maybe that was in the original as well. No, I yeah, that was in the original, and it was like then you wait X numbers of turns, and they come back, and you get to hear the results of their mission. Yeah, this one is just like. It was successful, and then you can move on. Yeah. So the missions are, like, you don't even need to read them. You yeah. can just kind of check what the needed item, what the necessary, the required item in class is and what item you get. And then they all link together because yeah. you need some item you get out of this quest to do this other quest. Yeah. Um, I, so, I remember so, it being pretty cool in the original because they were always, like, Easter egg references to past Final Fantasy games. Yeah, and they were also very, if I remember, I mean, I, I'm... I really enjoyed the game. It's just been so long. Um, mm. If I remember, they were very, I guess, I don't know what the word is, like on topic somewhat. Like you were in this time period and this was kind of the yeah. socioeconomic context. So this kind of thing has happened and here's the job you have. This, like Final Fantasy Tactics uh, Advanced, the, the jobs are like, or the the um, missions are just like, you know, I need someone to help me with my homework. Yeah. send this character for five days like it's just like yeah almost obnoxious like not even interesting missions and then you don't get a result making it even more pointless like you it's not like a little mini story that you can at least kind of like oh that happened i can read what happened okay cool it's like zero <laughs> attempt to give it any flavor right yeah so that that was certainly a sore spot i i agree i guess i like um so i i like this series like i liked um tactics ogre i liked final fantasy tactics um, and then this game is kind of next in the series. It's got the same feel. It's got the same mm. graphic look. And the actual, um, you're kind of griping about the mechanics a bit. That's actually one of the things I do like about the game. So, um, so the the thing about the mechanics that drove me nuts was the judge system. That's what everyone says. Like I, know. The, the, I, I knew you'd like say the fact that there's arbitrary <laughs> rules on how you're allowed to kill people is is stupid. Like it's, I I hated it. <laughs> weird it's really bizarre i don't i don't hate it but i used to i don't know i've grown to tolerate it i guess did you get to the right. i mean well if you've beaten the game you must have gotten to uh where where you get law cards and you can swap out the laws yeah which yeah i mean but it's like 
it's funny because how, how does know, that but, make any sense at all? Like, <laughs> well, it's it's nonsensical, yeah. But I mean, it's like oh wait, the, the he's developer. got a card. I guess I'll let him attack with lances. <laughs> well, it's like the the developers have acknowledged that this mechanic they built into the game is annoying and yeah. have given you a way to turn it off. I mean, I get it. It's like uh, it's kind of interesting that you can. Oh man, I, it's kind of interesting you can uh, uh, apply laws, I guess. So if you went in a battle and like everyone is using. I don't know whatever crazy magic against you. You can put, you can turn the uh, no magic law on. You couldn't do it mid battle strategy. Um, you know, I you can only hold so many law cards, and I always uh, keep the, the. There's two types of law cards. There's the turn on laws and turn off laws, and I always throw away the turn on laws because they're quite useless. It's just the turn off laws. I just want to, I just want to turn the laws off, right? Right. Um, and you can use those mid battle. So I think you can use the the okay. turn on laws mid battle. Maybe that was my thing too. Is I, I didn't realize you could use it mid battle, and I I would do stuff like at the beginnings of battles or something. But I yeah, don't know. It's been I too long know. for me to remember. Yeah, fair, fair. Anyway, um, it's it's mindless enough that yeah. I can just quickly turn it on for fifteen twenty minutes and play. But it's involved enough that it keeps my interest. Yeah. Uh, I will say it starts to get a little repetitive. I mean, I wish. I think the problem is there's too many easy battles. Like the yeah. main storyline, those battles are somewhat challenging, but just kind of like wandering around and bumping into clans and doing the little side missions, they're always like super easy. So and I, that I, takes I think, me out of it I a think little. that comes with the fact that maybe they did design it for kids. Uh, yeah. Because, I don't know, the, the original tactics had kind of the opposite problem. Like there was a battle uh, where you could actually just get stuck and have to restart your game if you saved it just before that battle where you have to like uh, do a solo fight against one of the enemies i forget that's happened to me really that's that's happened to me in two games i can think of um what i i think the character's name that you fight is like wygraph or something and oh man it's it's been so long like i played that game in uh junior high yeah yeah I played the crap out of it in junior high, though. I, I must have logged at least 400 hours into that thing. 400? Wow. I logged, uh, I think, 80, and I thought that was impressive. Well, because, I mean, because I, mean, <laughs> I played through it several times. Okay, yeah. Well, that would do it. Fair, fair. Um, I was going to say, two games have ever done that to me, and it's uh, 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 um, the original Game Boy Zelda. The last level, there's like a secret. You get a bunch of keys and you have to use them in some sequence. There's like a specific sequence that you can do that makes it so you can't get enough keys to beat the level. Yeah. Um, so that happened. So thanks. Um, and of course, I'd saved after doing that. Uh, and also, uh, Xenogears. Have you beaten that? No, I haven't even played it. So, Xenogears is interesting. Um, I don't. Um, borderline-ish on a spoiler, but once once you get in the last level, you can't actually go out, back out of the last level. Right. And so if you go into the last level with, like, uh, suboptimal armor and weapons and stuff, yeah, that's it. Good luck, right? And the boss is brutal. I remember being stuck on that boss for, like, I've, like month like i would just play the game every night and do the boss battle and lose yeah like that was i'd come home and redo that battle with the hope i could win and i eventually beat it but um i found out later that there was all this armor and stuff i was supposed to get that would have made it uh <laughs> much more tolerable so i've i've considered picking that up a couple times but i i remember 
I don't know if I tried it at a friend's house or what, but um, like only for a couple minutes. But I remember the text speed being like ridiculously slow. It's so you know what it is for that game that does it for me. I actually I would recommend that game. I do like it, but um, the load times are brutal. And yeah, uh, it wasn't it wasn't the text speed, but like anytime you have to switch context or like you go into yeah. town from the world map or something so the worst the worst worst is like you pause it and it'll load for i don't know how long it's probably not that long but it feels like forever like five seconds or something before like yeah. y- your characters pop up on the screen you can change the armor and save it and stuff oh that that pause to load was the most frustrating thing ever just right there press pause button or x or super nintendo x or whatever uh yeah get used to it it's uh the ps1 era um, curse, I think. Yeah, yeah. So I I remember finding out about that, and that was basically what made me decide not to get invested in it because I just <laughs> I just don't want to deal with those wait times. Yeah, yeah. You know how I feel about that. Uh, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> it, that was one of my that, that was my one of my big gripes for Final Fantasy VIII was the oh, load right. times. I don't really yes. remember load times for that. I remember how can you not remember? I remember playing Chrono Trigger oh. on the PlayStation, and that had ridiculous load times. <laughs> you know, I never played it. I played the Super Nintendo one to death. There's there's um, no point on the on the PlayStation. Um, it's just for cutscenes. Yeah, right? there's like added cutscenes, and otherwise it's identical plus load times. So. Uh, skip the PlayStation version. Uh, but that said, if you've got the, uh, I think it was 3DS or maybe, I never play any of my 3DS games in 3D, so I can never remember if they were Game Boy Advance or 3DS <laughs> or what. <laughs> I think Chrono Trigger came out on the DS, if that's okay. what you're going to refer to. Yeah, yeah, which I do own that, and yeah, I have beaten it on that. Yeah, that version was, it was effectively the same, and then there was even more additional stuff in it, so. yeah. Yeah, I don't know the f the like cartoon sequences. I mean, I didn't care. Like it, it, they just felt jammed in. Like I said, I haven't played it, but the idea of I mean, they did that for like Final Fantasy V and VI and all that. Um, eh, I, I almost found it kind of jarring. Like, eh, like I don't know. I'd rather. That's what I like about the DS version, where it's just the same game with added stuff, and the added stuff feels like it it could have been there at the time the game came out. It doesn't feel like this tacked on like yeah you know i don't know coding yeah yeah uh so is that what you've been putting all your hours into is just those two games or um well my uh my company we had a team event where we went to the arcade for the day right so i beat uh ride in fighters that was fun nice. and um pretty much i mean a little bit of uh other stuff here and there uh, i've been playing mahjong again <laughs> Uh, a little bit. So that's about it. So that was about twenty nine of the hours. Um, Final Fantasy Tactics Advance <laughs> is at thirty hours, and I started it last year and and put like three hours in. So the other three hours are the other games. I think. Okay. Yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah, I haven't had nearly as much time to to pick up a, a, a console and, and play anything. Uh, the tables have turned, man. Yeah. Yeah. So what uh, what is it? I mean, I know you moved. Um, well, that, that's that's basically. It. <laughs> so so I guess I can't relate because whenever I've moved, it's been like dump the boxes there and I'm done. Uh, we so, slowly so unpack so when you, over like so, the next few months. So when you moved, did you have a two year old? Um. Well, <laughs> that would complicate things a little bit, perhaps. Yeah. 
uh, yeah, pretty much everything you do gets done at like a quarter of the pace is when you're childless because it's like a uh, when you are able to actively work, you've got a kid slowing you down. And B, you've got to make sure you're like quiet and not doing anything uh, and that you're back at your hotel or whatever when it's nap time. Mm. Uh, so like we would go to Ikea and, and try to buy some furniture and you've got basically like a two hour window that you can drive to Ikea, look through all the stuff, uh, get to the checkout and drive back home before it's like nap time. Right. right. So. Uh, trying to do an Ikea trip in that amount of time is ridiculous because it's a giant warehouse. Does he not uh, sleep in the car? No, he he does not. I mean, we don't own a car, right? So he's not used to being in the car. Right. Um, let me let me just enunciate that R extra much because I'm Nova Scotian. Uh, I caught yeah, it. So, so yeah, it, it takes a, a ridiculous amount of time to get anything done. Um, and then, yeah, that was, that was basically the gist of it. Um, also, but, but I mean, this, this is the first time that I haven't packed myself. Like I'm used to being very methodical on how I pack and I, I keep like everything, uh, exactly where I want it. And then I can unload it exactly where I want it. Whereas this time around, I wasn't allowed to do that. Like for insurance purposes, the movers had to pack everything. Sure. And then they okay. unpacked everything, and we didn't necessarily have any th- shelves and stuff ready for it to go onto, so it was just dumped in a giant pile. <laughs> Which is also probably great when you have a two-year-old running around. Yeah, so... Uh, you have, like, a giant, a big fence around it? Yeah, not even. We just have to, oh, like, man. manually wrangle them. Uh, oh, man. But, yeah, so it was uh, it was quite painful to get anything sorted. So I've I've got the majority of our furniture built now, and we've got everything at the minimum is now in the room that it belongs in uh but uh, it, we're still in the process of unpacking and uh so we we did i haven't had any chance uh what well, i think we've only spent two nights in the apartment uh and the, the past two weeks we're all in hotel uh, really yeah i thought you'd been oh wow okay well i didn't you when were you? When did you first step into the apartment? Like not to look at it, but since like with the keys. Uh, we got the keys on the seventh. Okay. Um, and then our belongings arrived on the fourteenth. So, so you've just been. So we had the keys, and and for the m- most part, like we were able to like do some IKEA shopping and just like do stuff like getting our health card and. Uh, exploring the city a little bit uh, for that first week and then all of our stuff arrived on the 14th and we were able to start unpacking and stuff uh, pretty much immediately but yeah over the it's been a week basically hmm um, Got so it. yeah I'm, I'm definitely going at a slower pace than I would when I was single <laughs> man I mean this is of course you <laughs> Yes. Um, like when I was single, I would come home and play games till 4 a.m. And that would be it. <laughs> so now it's like, what? I don't know. Eight hours has gone to like 20 minutes here and there. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I just, I just meant it. with the unpacking. You signed up for it. Ah, unpacking, yes. Um, uh, well, you could have just apl- blank, blanket applied the statement to everything in life, I suppose. But yeah. um, yes. Um, but... Uh, yeah, so I did get a, a, a tiny bit of playing in. Um, 
uh, here and there, I've I've been playing a couple games on my own. Um, I've been playing Dragon Age Origins. Cool. Which is uh, I don't I think that came out around the time we were in college, um, but it 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 holds up pretty solidly. Like the the, the writing in it and stuff is uh, pretty good, and the gameplay is uh, kind of what I prefer because uh, I I played a lot of Guild Wars back in the day, so I don't know mm. it's it's very RPG ish and. Uh, I probably should have played it back when it came out, except <laughs> I think my computer was barely a, wor- a word processor back then. Right. Um, so I've been playing, I think I've been able to put about six or seven hours into that. Um, okay. And then I started, uh, I finally picked up Mighty Number no. 9. And, oh, yeah. And I put an hour into that. And it's not the best game I've ever played, but I... I think the uh, rage is much overdone on the internet for it. I don't think it's yeah. nearly as bad of a game as everyone's made it out to be. You know, I uh, I have played it, and not for an hour, but kind of yeah, same feeling. I was kind of, I was very meh about it. Um, it's almost it it bothers it bothered me how mediocre it was. I guess yeah. It's it's kind so. of a bland game. So the fact that it's one of the more expensive ones that I've bought because I I backed it for like forty dollars on Kickstarter. Forty? Wow! Did you um, go for like the the package with the art book and stuff? Uh, you know I don't even remember. Uh, it it, it may have been like a digital art book, which I've never even seen. Um. Let me take a look here. View all. Uh, just logged in. You know, of course, Kickstarter wants me to log in a second time. Uh, Mighty Number no. Nine. Yeah, I should have gotten a digital retro game manual, which I've never seen. I should have gotten a digital art book, which I've never seen, and a digital soundtrack, which I've never seen. Um, <laughs> so I, I guess I should double check where that stuff went because I, I basically got a humble bundle key and that unlocked it on Steam mm. and so the game is the only thing I've ever seen so I should track that down mm-hmm. uh, yeah I uh, I uh, I don't know I remember when it came out you you weren't like oh man but you were you were I don't know I guess excited about it or at least interested I don't know what it was, I was it, it never really appealed to me yeah the idea of the Rockman guy, the Mega Man guy, yeah. coming back on his own and making games. I mean, that was like, you know, hey, cool. But just r- right from the start, the aesthetic and the, 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 the something about it just didn't really appeal to me. So For for me, it was like, yeah, fuck Capcom who didn't want Mega Man. Let's kickstart this indie thing. And uh, yeah, that was basically the extent of my hype. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it, since I didn't have that as like a driving thing for me i guess i just didn't feel anything yeah i i was kind of like a i took the approach to wait and see and yeah. now that the verdict's out it's kind of like eh, i'll pick it up for a dollar if i get the chance yeah uh but yeah i'm normally a a, a a patient gamer and i wait for big sales and stuff so uh i don't know i i backed that for 40 and that's like the most expensive game i got that year so hmm. I, I don't think it is good enough that it deserves to have been the most expensive game I got that year. Hmm. Um, at the same time, but if the, the s- most expensive game you got that year was $40, yeah. you're doing 
better than a lot of people. Actually, you know what? I'm I'm now looking at my list, and it wasn't the most expensive. The most expensive I got was Nino Kuni. How much was it? Uh, I paid uh, fifty six for that. Did you buy it when it was new? Yeah, it it had only been. Was out. it worth fifty six? Uh, I hope to find out someday. <laughs> I I played that for a couple hours, but uh, at the time I only owned an SD TV, and mm. and uh, so it you was couldn't co- read anything. Yeah, I couldn't read a single <laughs> bit of the text because the people yeah. that designed that are assholes. Um, yeah, um, there was a I, I feel like there was a big hatred to uh, for uh, old TVs right around that period of time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, All right. So yeah, I've I've played a little bit of those, and then uh, we did crack out the Famicom Mini in the hotel and play a little bit of that at night when the kid was sleeping. So uh, we we played a, a little bit of Mario Two or Mario USA. Oh yeah, good, good, good. Uh, have you beaten that back in the day? Back in the day, yeah. Um, mm. And it's surprising how hard I find it now. <laughs> That's uh, signs of your. Uh, platforming skills slowly atrophying man well yeah i mean I, I, there's a difference because i've been playing harder games now like super meat boy and i've been playing uh i beat um they bleed pixels last year and those mm. are both brutally hard but you get to just like instantly restart and keep trying the same section over and over and over Whereas that's what makes it not hard. That's right? what makes it not hard, right? Like any of yeah. those old games, like any of the old Castlevanias and Contras and stuff, you played it, and if you failed, then you start the entire game over again. Uh, yeah, I know it doesn't. It's famous enough; it doesn't need mention. But uh, come on, Ninja Gaiden. Yeah. Uh, the, when you die in the boss, and they send you back two levels. Yeah. I mean, that was just that game is already so brutally hard. When that happens the first time to you, it's like, oh. But by the time by the time that you get there, you've mastered the game because you've already died so many yeah. bazillion times and replayed a million times. It's yeah. al- it's almost like you just get used to going through that cycle. But yeah. uh, anyway, yeah. So uh, it's it's easy to forget when you've gone a while without playing any Nintendo games. Just how hard they yeah. were. Um, Indeed. But yeah, that's that's about the gist of it for for my gaming so far is about like nine ten hours. Yeah, uh, well, which that's which is good considering I'm in the middle of a move, but it's certainly I not so. uh, your thirty hours. Uh, well, you're you're working on you're looking at about half an hour a day. That's yeah. like I said, it's better than my last year for sure. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, and then I did already break my New Year's resolution, which was uh, not to buy any more games. What'd you buy? Uh, I, I, I. I I technically didn't break my resolution because I didn't buy a game. I bought uh, a DLC for a game. So I bought uh, the uh, Fire Emblem Revelations. So I What's now, the DLC for it? Uh, so they released uh, Fire Emblem Fates, and they, uh, it was initially two different things, Birthright and Conquest. Right. And so, you, so you kind of bought the second half of a two-part. Well, no, I bought the, the third piece of it, because those are mm. both technically standalones, where uh, in one game you get to play as one faction, and in the other you get to play as the mm. other faction. And then there's a DLC edition where you get to, like, play the rest of the story I see um, so yeah so I bought that and that was uh, I bought that but 
it was also mostly just so that I could see whether or not I could buy a Nintendo game on my 3DS. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which leads into uh, what our topic was supposed to be for today of uh, how moving affects gaming. Um, <laughs> So, do you want to see the the? Do you want to hear the steps that I had to take in order to buy the Fire Emblem DLC? By all means, I'm sure it's a wonderful story. So we've discussed in the past the idea of regions and how I'm kind of fucked with that console due mm-hmm. to uh, living in Canada uh, and it's being region locked to the U.S. So here's the steps that it took me to be able to buy this. First, I bought the console in Canada. Then I moved to the USA. I established a network idea. I moved back to Canada, and now I can't use the e-store because it's region-locked to the USA. So, um, I can't buy it in the Nintendo store either because I don't have a U.S. credit card. So, um... They require a U.S. credit card? Yeah, you can't buy on the U.S. Nintendo store unless you've got a U.S. credit card. So, that I, I just, like, can't buy from Nintendo. Um, I can't convert the thing to a Canadian region, and I can't buy in the Nintendo region, or I can't buy so in the U.S. region. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess you went to Seven Eleven and bought a card, and put no, the code in. no, uh, I would I could do that if I bought if I bought a Nintendo card from like eBay or something from the U.S. and had it shipped ah. to me. Uh, but no, uh, what I did with Pokemon was I was able to download it uh, from Amazon. Because my Amazon account was still American. However, okay. I bought ebooks on Amazon at Christmas time and uh, I converted my account to Canadian. Okay. So <laughs> my Amazon account is now Canadian and I can no longer buy digital downloads from Amazon. If I want to switch it back to an American account, I again need an American credit card. So. Uh, I attempted to buy it through Best Buy, which required me to uh, verify my phone number, which I was able to do because I still have a Google Voice number. However, you need to have a U.S. address in order to buy it from Best Buy. Uh, So, uh, Are you able to give them a U.S. address and then tell them to ship it to a different place? Um, I'm trying... I'm trying to figure out uh, what I wrote down in my notes here. I think I did buy it from Best Buy. Um, No, I wasn't able to do it through Best Buy. I needed to have a U.S. address along with my U.S. phone number, so it it just I I couldn't get it to work through them. So I had to buy it through GameStop instead. (laughs) So in GameStop, (laughs) it's the exact same way. You still need to have... (laughs) <laughs> an American stuff but uh, I was able to use PayPal and I was able to set up a fake shipping address because it emails the code and it doesn't actually ship it to you I see so uh, so I finally managed to get a, a code through GameStop through using PayPal and a fake shipping address <laughs> you're probably um, uh, recording yourself describing something that's semi allowed but anyway <laughs> <laughs> so, so the next like I made this fake address and did yeah. this this fake transaction. Anyway, so the so the next step in this is the Nintendo eStore won't recognize that code. Oh man! You have to use the code in game. So I had to load up. Uh, I had I had beaten Birthright and I had Conquest in my system, and in order to use the code, you have to get to Chapter Six. 
Okay. And I found it too difficult to get to chapter six. I kept dying. <laughs> so I just gave up. <laughs> and, I, and I put birthright back in the system. And then I was finally able to use my code and get the DLC downloaded. Man, at least they make it easy. They really want this game in your hands. <laughs> so, uh, so I've I finally have confirmed that if I want to continue buying games, I at least for the moment can do it through GameStop and using PayPal. Um, but man, that's a lot of hoops to jump through right now. Like that's wild. It's it's absolutely insane. So my other alternative is apparently I can call Nintendo and they can change my account. But from what I understand, if I do that and I change my account to a Canadian account, I will lose all the DLC and, and digital purchases I already have. Hmm. So I may as hmm. well just buy a new Nintendo DS if, if I'm going to do that, right? Which right. is probably what they're hoping for. But... Uh, so that's one way that moving around can fuck you when you're trying to just enjoy a video game. <laughs> that's crazy. You know, uh, you might want to double check on like requiring a U.S. address for a U.S. Amazon account. I don't know if I've so like for example, it's, it's so you can register at Amazon.com, but mm. you can't buy like MP3s and like digital ah. downloads and stuff. You can't do okay. that unless you can confirm a, a U.S. credit card. Got it. Got it. Okay. Hmm. I was going to say, I, I have a Amazon Japan account, which I use occasionally. Yeah. Um, every, every time I go to uh, the in-laws' house, I'll buy something and ship it there and then just go pick it up. Um, they will actually ship to my address here, but the shipping costs and duties and stuff are outrageous, as you could imagine. Yeah. Uh, but of course then like if I buy a book or something, I have to go across the world to get it and then lug it back. It's kind of <laughs> crazy, you know, so it's almost better just to drop into Kinokuniya or something. Yeah, exactly. Pay, pay double the, you know, whatever their crazy markup is and just forget about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, as far as moving, like that kind of thing is, is a nightmare. Um, I think what's interesting for me, obviously, like compared to you, I have a very large physical library of games and stuff. Yeah. So, uh, moving is, I mean, you know, of course I could say, oh, moving's a nightmare, but it's, I don't know. I kind of enjoy setting up my game room. I know it sounds ridiculous. Yeah, I'm, or, or I'm like looking forward. Something. I'm looking forward to hooking up all my consoles. Uh, I've I've got my TV and I've got a new TV stand that can like hold all the stuff and keep it uh, relatively baby proof. Uh, right. Well, see, so you you understand the feeling. So, do you have a dedicated gaming space now that you can lock the door and not have a kid running around in? Mm, no, not quite. Don't you have a four bedroom? How can you not make one room? office game something something they can lock the kid out so i do and i don't um the thing is i i game all around the house uh so we do have a living room and a tv and a tv stand and so my goal is to to have uh my xbox and playstation and uh atari and famicom and gamecube and laptop and uh, PlayStation 2 all hooked up to that. Okay. I don't know if I forgot any systems there. Uh, but that should all be hooked up to the TV. Uh, I can give you my opinion very quickly. Yeah. You're going to have... it's it, In my humble opinion, I'm, 
I know it's probably not worth it for you to pick up a crappy CRT or SDTV or something, but yeah. like playing GameCube, like any of those systems that connect via the red, white, yellow. I don't mind it with the GameCube because I've got the original HDMI. version that has the uh, the component or composite. I forget what it is, but it's got the... Even composite, the, the like green and red, those ones? Yeah, yeah, where it's got the five cables. Yeah, that's... You're looking at some delay there too. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so I have... Um, I my friend just gave me this, uh, he had an original Xbox with like, you know, you can, uh, I don't know, whatever jailbreak them and load like arcade right. games and stuff on them. Yeah. And so it's essentially a main box. Um, and I have that connected to right. my, uh, my it, through HDM, not sorry, through that component or composite or whatever it is mm. to my, uh, uh, nice TV here. It's not bad, but it's, yeah. I mean, if I'm kind of a, uh, what's the word i don't know purist or something like the gaming experience just needs to be perfect for me so if if i can perceive of lag i'm i'm quite dismayed i have uh, i have definitely I, there i personally haven't noticed an issue with it um my well, what are you playing I, I, on gamecube I, I mean if you're playing smash brothers or something you'll notice um i I've, I've been playing like sonic the hedgehog um mm. on like the sega mega uh, the sonic mega collection or whatever um, right and like tactical RPGs and stuff. So, yeah, I haven't been playing anything like Ninja Gaiden that requires <laughs> a fast reflexes. Um, right. Well, hey, if it works for you, yeah. Um, um, I hate I might, how it distorts I might the do picture. It. I, as well, I do have a space that I'm planning on playing video games. Um, so cool. I, I bought an exercise bike, hmm. uh, and my and my goal. I think we talked about this already. Um, you mentioned yeah, but yeah, my my goal is to play like handheld stuff or like read books and stuff while I'm on the exercise bike. But there's enough room that I can easily stick a, a little CRT in in the corner of that room or something, and and I could be playing a console there as well. So awesome! Cool. So I, I might do that. Um, but yeah, so so that's kind of my goal is I've I do have that room with the exercise bike that's pretty small, and that is closed off, so the kid can't yes. get in there, and and I can play stuff at night in there while he's sleeping. Uh, and I do have like an office set up where Andrew and I both have our computers and or our bookshelf and and obviously any sort of uh, laptop gaming I'll be doing on there. But then any of my consoles will just be in the living room and I don't know. I'm I'm hoping to to get him into those games soon. So uh, I don't know. I'm gonna monitor it for a little while and and see what we can get away with. Like he enjoys picking up the second controller and, and banging on that while I'm using the Famicom mini. Um, Does he enjoy it more than resetting it now? Uh, I mean, I if the system I, was in front of him, do you I, think, I think I've it? scolded him enough that he's not as keen to press the reset button now. <laughs> he, he gets really nice. embarrassed when we scold him. And mm. so he doesn't, he doesn't like doing that now. Uh, but Good. yeah, we, uh, uh, so yeah, I, I do hope to be able to get him uh, playing some of that stuff with me before the end of the year. Mm. Nice. Cool, cool. Um, well, back kind of to the topic uh, at hand, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, I think for me, the big thing is that I like all my gaming stuff to be in one place. You've probably noticed. I mean, I have yeah. a, a fairly small room here. It's not even just my gaming stuff. It's kind of my... My, uh, I don't even know what you call it, personal life, I guess. Like I jam all the Unplugged. games and books. And, yeah, just everything here. And so um, it's as the collection has grown, it's always, it, it almost, I feel like if I was to move again, suddenly it would be a consideration. Like I would have to look for 
a place that would have appropriate space to hold everything yeah. and be like I could in and I could arrange it in such a way that would be nice. Um, so where we're at now, uh, I mean, you've seen the room. It's not tiny, but it's just this yeah. such a volume of things in it uh, that it's quite ridiculous. So um, yeah. I, I think, yeah, yeah I, don't I, th- know. I think you've got a little longer before you're going to be able to unbaby proof that area. So. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, I, uh, I've reorganized it since you had last seen it. It's infinitely better now. It's actually usable. Um, oh, okay. And I, I'm pretty sure, actually, she could probably... Eh. <laughs> I mean, a lot of stuff is within reach, but yeah. it's not, like, dangerous for her. Whereas, yeah. like, last time there was, like, you know, CRTs kind of wobbling around on little stools yeah. and stuff. CRTs wobbling so. around on top of other CRTs. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. I'm awesome. <laughs> yeah. I've uh, repurposed a few CRTs into tables and, like, uh, uh, footstands and stuff, so... I, yeah, I'll I'll call it the the room's aesthetic. I guess yeah. it's really just the CRT is too heavy to move, so it's now yeah. a table. You you brought in it and then realized it wasn't convenient <laughs> to actually use. Well, I I uh, did I tell you what happened? I got this. Yeah, so, you, t- you um, told me on Facebook. Yeah, Toshiba, like right around when those C- when CRTs were kind of at the end of their life, their um like when they were not on sale anymore, uh, or just before they were totally not sellable. Uh, some of the best uh, value, I guess, you could buy like a Sony Trinitron, but some of the best uh, CRTs you could get for like quite a good price were those flat screen mm. Toshiba ones. And they were just, I've always had a great experience with them. And that was what this was. It was this 36 inch flat screen Toshiba, like 2005 or just like quite new comparatively, this really new CRT. So mm. I got it and it's like, there's not a lot of options to change the picture around, and the the far right side of the picture is obscured. Yeah, and I just can't stand it. I'll I'll put like a Nintendo game on it, and it's like you can see like score without the e. It just cuts off that last last little bit. Yeah. So yeah, that did it for me. So it's now a table. Nice. Two hundred pound, very thick table. Yeah. The the question will so. be whether it, that's worth taking with you when you move. No, no, no. That would be. <laughs> I have an active <laughs> Craigslist ad for someone to come get it for free that I renew every week, and no, there's there's been zero bites. Yeah. <laughs> the, the ad is like, bring help. It's two hundred pounds, and I think that probably people read that line and think, uh, yeah, yeah, right. uh, yeah. Maybe if you were like in downtown Seattle yeah. or something, you might get more bites. But I, I don't think that too many people want to go out to your neck of the woods to get that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I thought so. My wife is uh, she uses something called Buy Nothing, and it's for um, trading baby goods for free. Yeah, and of course, there's a lot of I mean disadvantaged people in the world. So you see people posting saying like, you know, like, I I really need a whatever, right, a crib, and I I just can't afford it. And so people will say, Oh, I have this extra crib. So I mean, of course, it benefits me to get rid of the TV. But I thought, you know, I mean, if you're someone who doesn't really have a lot of money, maybe like, sure, it's an older. TV, but it's free. You know, it's yeah. a nice size. Yeah, the thing. I think it's just the thing yeah, is TVs are so cheap. A monitor is like you can get a decent monitor for sixty bucks, right? Yeah, and I mean that's the whole reason Black Friday is what it is, right? Is it's the chance for poor people to get a TV that they couldn't otherwise get. Because um, you yeah. you know if if you can get like a 1080p TV for like a hundred bucks on Black Friday. Like, why on earth would you get a CRT? That's <laughs> I should definitely uh, I should stress the the uh, a 
applicability to retro games. Yeah, add like perhaps. that's the yeah. thing. It's it that technology is now a thing that's it, it's exclusively enjoyed by uh, retro geeks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's true. Something that's interesting is. Um, so we we got an uh, an Atari flashback thing uh, a while ago. And we, oh, fi- yeah. we finally hooked that up just before Christmas and and started playing that. Um, and I had to spend a, a ridiculous amount of money getting that to work too, because for some reason the uh, the uh, yellow and white cable that come with it just for video and audio. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some reason, my TV just won't recognize it. Like I, I think it's because the resolution is just so low that the TV just wasn't designed to recognize it. <laughs> so, so it just says like invalid source or something, and it just won't recognize it. So, in order to play that, I had to buy an RF modulator, and then uh, convert the the yellow signals for the the video and audio into like the old uh, uh you know the antenna the, yeah like the the type of connection that you'd have on cable tv yeah so i had to connect that uh so i had to buy the, the cable and buy a, a converter and then i can plug that into my tv and that works fine and what's funny is like the connection with that is so shitty that it it it's actually like playing it on it's an like old TV. <laughs> Terry, <laughs> man, you just hook up all your older systems through that thing. Yeah, I um, I might like the connection is like legitimately terrible. There's like you can see like static lines in it and stuff, and it's, it's like it it actually makes that experience I think a lot more fun than it would have been if it was like HDMI. <laughs> But there's no delay, right? Right. Yeah, because it's coming in through the cable signal. Yeah. There might be something if it's converting it. I don't know. That's that's awesome though. Um, yeah. You think that's a nightmare? Try setting up. Try connecting a real Atari yeah, yeah. to any TV anywhere well, ever. It w- that would be the exact same scenario, right? Like, for well, all there's of- no there's no yellow and and white. There's like this weird almost. I know you like you're converting it into what it was originally is what you're getting at but not right. quite it, it, it has like this weird wire that connects to this weird box that has right. a tendency to break except right. there was a few systems that came out at the same time so you can go to some specialty th- that use that same box yeah so you can go to a specialty vendor um and buy like they still make those converters for people who have any of these old systems so you buy that box and then then it's the same you get your your rf signal out yeah it's yeah crazy so what's funny is that these uh, these flashback systems, uh, at least the model that we have, uh, I guess it's quite popular in the modding community because oh, yeah. you can basically cut a hole in it and then I haven't looked into exactly how much work is involved, but it's, it's set up in a way that you can mod it fairly easily to just play the original cartridges. Oh, nice. So... Nice. Uh... I, I don't <laughs> Do you have any original cartridges? No, and I I, I never owned an Atari, so uh, this is mm. my first experience with it, and uh, I don't know that I enjoy the games enough that I'm going to go through that effort. Exactly. Did I tell you my Atari story? I was working. No. no uh, I was working at a, uh, a flyer packaging place, and it was right above a used um, junk store. And uh, at, at lunch, one guy went down there, and then he came back up. And he was like, man, they have an Atari down there. They're selling an Atari. And he was like, I'm going to go home tonight and like pick up the, like, like grab my, my cash and go pick up this Atari. It's going to be awesome. 
And I was like, oh, really? And we were both working the shift, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I went and made a quick phone call. And I, I, I actually, this is quite assholeish, but I got my mom before he had a chance <laughs> while I was at work and he was at work to go and buy it for me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so I have a similar story. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, I too was an asshole at one point in my life. Uh, so when I bought my original PlayStation, I bought it used. Uh, there was a guy, when was this? This must've been junior high. So there was a guy in our junior high who had a PlayStation and I don't know if he wanted to trade it for a, an N64 or, or what at the time, but he just didn't, he didn't want it anymore. So, uh, he somehow I found out that he was trying to sell it and there was another guy who was also wanting to buy it and okay uh, I guess he was kind of on the fence about it and so the guy who's selling it let me take it home and try it but he said that uh, he wouldn't be able to sell it to me until he heard from the other guy okay so I borrowed this PlayStation and I went to GameZilla, and I rented Final Fantasy VII. And so that was the first game I ever played on the PlayStation was Final Fantasy VII. And I nice. was so blown away playing this that when I took it back to the guy the, the following night or whatever, uh, I told him, look, I talked to the other guy, and he says he's not interested, so I can give you money for this and buy it right now. And so that's exactly what I did, ended up doing. I bought it right then and there. And uh, since Truro, our hometown, is so small, um, you should tell me names of people <laughs> offline because <laughs> I probably know. <laughs> that's exactly why I wasn't saying the names. Because, <laughs> <laughs> um, of course, you know them. <laughs> I shall also not name names. Uh, did I tell you how I got my Dreamcast? Uh, I think I or remember. Or do you remember it? Okay. You can tell me again, because I really don't know that well. Um, again, without naming names, you'll probably know who immediately. We had a colleague who was crazy about yeah, Nerf yeah. guns. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, you know the story, yeah. Um, well, I, I don't school. remember the story, but I know exactly who had oh, okay. Dreamcast. And <laughs> well, anyway, um, this is, again, this is high school. And yeah. Dreamcast had just come out. So this is this the newest next-gen system yeah holy cow it's dreamcast everyone's kind of excited kind yeah, of the, you the know, text hesitant were, maybe but the, the specs were amazing there's no way this system could fail yeah <laughs> well um <laughs> regardless uh it came to light that i had a particular nerf gun since my youth that was yeah. like this coveted amazing rare nerf gun or whatever so to cut a long story short uh we cut a deal and i traded this nerf gun for his Dreamcast, and he gave me a Dreamcast, again, brand new, must have been, I don't know yeah. how many hundreds of dollars, but Dreamcast, two controllers, two memory cards, uh, Virtualon, and what else? Uh, Shenmue, I believe? Yeah, I think I mean, Shenmue, it was just crazy. I, I think Shenmue was the only game he had played for it, and he didn't care for it that much. Oh, yeah, I, maybe, <laughs> but I don't care, right? Like, yeah. that was just, yeah, win-win for me, and yeah. he seemed pretty pleased, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, Score. Yeah. To be young again. Ah, uh, yes. Dreamcasts. I, I actually debated buying a Dreamcast recently because, um, like, you know that they're making Shenmue 3 right now. Yep. Um, I, th 
I'm I'm mm-hmm. I'm kind of interested in that. Like I've I've only ever heard good things about Shenmue except from that one guy. Shenmue? Oh, you uh, haven't really played it? No, I haven't played it at all. Um, I'm I'm mm. intrigued and I want to. Um, it's a very curious game. I find it fun. I'm not sure if it'd be your cup of tea, but try it. It's all. It's. I want to. It's. Yeah. It's I might end up emulating quirky. it. Yeah. Yeah. I might can, end up emulating. Yeah. I, like I don't know. I'm gonna wait and see. Maybe they're gonna like uh, re-release it for modern consoles to promote the third one or something. That'd um, be nice. Yeah. Because I'm 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 interested in it, but yeah, I I was actually like really 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 close to buying one for fifty dollars on Craigslist. Uh, like, are we talking like recently? Or? Yeah, on uh, on Remembrance Day. Okay. Um, uh. I because Andrea I think was out of town at the time, so left to my own devices. I start going on <laughs> Craigslist looking for <laughs> <laughs> additional awesome. That's uh, when the gaming collection grows yeah, most, right? Yeah. So, so I had debated picking one up, but uh, apparently there's a really high failure rate on the disk drives. So, uh, hmm. I felt like even at fifty dollars, it it wasn't worth it, considering the backlog that I have right now. Fifty's high. We went to a flea market and found a Dreamcast and a GameCube for five dollars each. Came, well, so it, five Canadian dollars. It actually came with a bunch of games and, and uh, accessories too. It wasn't just the Dreamcast, but okay, um, okay, fair. But yeah, it's it's more than that if you look on eBay. But I, oh, I, 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 di- I didn't I didn't want to risk picking it up and then dealing with the hard dr- the disk drive yeah failing on me and stuff. So fair enough. Anyway. Uh yeah, so uh, most of my stuff is finally getting set up here. I've I've like I said got everything set into the individual rooms. Uh, I had to steal the the power cable from my PlayStation to hook it up to my monitor because I can't find its power cord. Oh really? Uh, I have like fifty of the, that exact power cord. Yeah. Except some of them have like a square uh, shaped side. Yeah. So the ones that are curved fit in everything, and the ones that are square only fit in a few things that actually have a square hole. Yeah. So annoying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you know, hopefully within the next uh, couple of weeks, we completely finish unpacking. It'll it'll be rough because I st- I go back to work tomorrow. Uh, mm. And and but Andrea is going on vacation pretty soon, so I'll get some spare time to hopefully finish squirreling stuff away. And cool. then uh, then I can resume my gaming backlog. Very nice. Very nice. Well, on that note, uh, why don't we wrap it up? Yeah, I'm noticing that we're about 24 minutes over our 30-minute target. So, yeah, it's it's uh, 20 minutes past my bedtime again, actually. <laughs> All right. Cool. Okay. Well, uh, best of luck unpacking. Cheers.